blessing. If you listen as good as you sing, you will receive a blessing. I trust <clears throat> by God's grace. I've been asked to fill a little slot here to just think about relationships for a few minutes each day before lunch. Uh, the relationship of a youth with your father. That's the subject for today for 15 or 20 minutes. Tomorrow it's your mother. <clears throat> Wednesday it's with your siblings. Thursday is with your church and your peers. And Friday is with your neighbors and your community. So we have family, church, and community. These are very practical subjects. And so I trust that it will land that way upon your heart. I appreciate the order that we've been given to speak on these relationships. The first one is with your father. This is a very important relationship. And I want to make a very big thing of this relationship this morning with you and with your father. This is a foundational relationship. I plan to mention this relationship tomorrow because this relationship affects your relationship with your mother. I want to mention this relationship Wednesday because this relationship affects your relationship with your siblings and with your peers and in your witness in the community. This is a very important relationship. The reason I want to make this a big thing is because I believe this is a big thing with God. This thing is of God. I've always had the desire to emphasize things as much as God would emphasize them. Hey, if this is no big deal with God, then let's just, you know, get on with it and not worry about it. But if it is a big thing with God, let's consider this thing before him. That's what I want to do this morning. This is not a relationship that can wait. You know, and you can just work on it sometime. This is a relationship that has some urgency to it because God has established it. In order to produce a godly seed and to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. God established this relationship. It is from God to us. It's so that God can use this relationship to make you everything you need to be. That kind of relationship cannot wait. There's some urgency with it. I want you to know this morning, there are some things that change from the Old Testament to the New. A lot of people make a big thing out of that. Well, that's Old Testament. But there are some things that did not change. There are some things that changed, like the sacrifice for sin. I mean, it's no longer the blood of bulls and goats, praise God. I mean, since the Lord was crucified, there is no more sacrifice for sin that changed. The place where you offer that sacrifice changed. It was in the temple. The temple, a specific building, a specific place with the holiest of holies and the priest. But that all changed. Today, the temple is not a building somewhere. It's you. You are the temple. And the holiest of holies is in you. That's the indwelling Holy Spirit. 
within you. Those types and shadows have been fulfilled and that changed from the Old Testament prophecies to New Testament fulfillment. But there are some things that did not change. And your relationship, a relationship of a youth with your parents did not change. It is established in the Old Testament and it is strengthened in the new. The third commandment of the Ten Commandments, as is Old Testament, it just says, Honor thy father and mother, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. That commandment is strengthened and recommanded in the New Testament, and it just quotes it and says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord. It says it several ways, but it also says, Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. And that's beautiful. And what that's saying is, is a direct reference to the Ten Commandments. Because most of the Ten Commandments, they're just a commandment. They're just a flat statement. Thou shalt do this, and thou shalt not do that. Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal. But this one is the first of the Ten Commandments that has a promise that goes with it. And the promise is that it may be well with thee. That's a promise. That's not Old Testament. That's quoted in the New. So one reason I want to make a big thing out of this relationship with your father is because I want it to be well with you. And I, I know I don't know most of you, so it's not a, a personal thing that's a kingdom of God thing. I want it to be well with your soul. I want it to be well with your life. I want your prayers to be answered. I don't know anything in the kingdom of God that makes God more real than answered prayer. But prayers are hindered. Just for example, just a New Testament quote there. This would be in a, in the, in a relationship of marriage. Fathers, aren't, husbands are instructed to deal with their wives according to knowledge, dealing with them as the weaker vessel, being heirs together of the grace of life that your prayers be not hindered. Relationships can hinder prayers. I don't want your prayers to be hindered. And it can be hindered by this relationship with your father. <clears throat> there is a special blessing from God to you. I hope that lands on fertile soil in your heart. A special blessing from God to you when this relationship is in place. And you can say, <clears throat> if you don't have it, you can say, you know, I just, I just don't have it. I guess I'll just miss the blessing. But I want you to know you don't just not get the blessing. When you don't have a relationship with your father, you don't just not get a blessing. There's something that goes with that too. And I want to quote to you, Malachi 4, 6, and you all know what that is. It's the last verse in the Old Testament. And it just says that he shall send Elijah the prophet. And he shall turn the hearts of the fathers to the children. And the children to the fathers. And then he says, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. And I don't want to read too much into that. But would you be with me in, in, in believing that what that verse says is that if the hearts of the fathers don't turn to the children and the children don't turn to the fathers and that relationship is not there, there's a curse. 
And I don't want that to land on any of your lives or on any of your hearts. <clears throat> that verse is also requoted in the New Testament. And I don't know if you ever noticed this, but when there's a prophecy given in the Old Testament and it's quoted again in fulfillment or interpretation maybe in the New Testament, sometimes it's quoted a little bit different. Have you ever noticed that? This is one of those. <clears throat> Does anybody know where this verse is requoted in the New Testament? Does anybody know who quotes it? I won't tell you. It's very significant to me. The angel Gabriel is who requotes this verse. That he shall turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the children to the fathers. That is requoted by Gabriel. I think we can trust his interpretation. Can we not? And I don't want you to be offended when I requote this verse the way the angel Gabriel says it. The angel Gabriel spoke this to Zacharias. Zacharias was the father of, of who? John the Baptist. <laughs> Keep us awake here. John the Baptist, his father was Zacharias. And Gabriel came to him in his vision in the temple and he said, Zacharias, your son is the fulfillment of this verse. It says Elijah, but Gabriel told him, your son is going to have the spirit and power of Elijah. And Jesus said in Matthew chapter 11, he was talking about John the Baptist. And Jesus said, if you will receive it, this is Elias, which was for to come. And so Elijah here is John the Baptist in this prophecy, verified by Jesus Christ and by Gabriel himself. And he told Zacharias, your son, this is he. He's the fulfillment of this verse. He is going to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children. And then he requoted the last half. And I don't want you to be offended. I want you to just listen. Let's give Gabriel some liberty here to give us some insight. He said he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just. That's the way Gabriel said Turn the hearts of the children to the fathers. He says he's going to turn the disobedient to the wisdom of the just. It's a direct quotation of this prophecy. Now I want to tell you what I think that means. First of all, I'm going to say that I think that's somewhat of an overcompliment to all fathers. I'm not sure that all fathers enter the category of the wisdom of the just. I also think that's somewhat of an overjudgment on youth to say that they're all disobedient. I don't think that's the point that Gabriel was trying to make. But I think there is a point that he was trying to make. And this is what I believe it was. Let me tell you something about your father. I don't know you. I may not know your father, but I know something about your father. I know he's not as good looking as you are. I know that he's not as energetic as you are because you're young. I know that he probably doesn't have as quick a mind to think and comprehend as you do. But I know something about your father. He has been down the road a long ways. He's been down the road that you've never been yet. That's just a true statement. And Gabriel knew this when he interpreted this scripture. 
Your father's been through some valleys that you haven't been in. He has been in some deep valleys that just about got him. He did get some of his friends. And he made it through. Your father also knows how he got there. He knows some choices that he made that got him there. He knows some situations and some temptations that led him there. But I want to tell you something else your father knows. Your father knows a detour. He knows some choices that you can make so that you don't have to go there. And God wants you to have a relationship with him so that he can tell you those things. You see, your father has not given you all the wisdom that he has. He hasn't. People need a relationship to do that. You need to have a relationship for him to have liberty to share with you all that is in his heart that he has learned. <clears throat> there is a blessing, I'm going to say, waiting for you. Or a curse. I want to finish the verse that Angel Gabriel quoted to Zacharias. He said, He shall turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just that he might make ready a people prepared for the Lord. That's the reason for this relationship. It's established by God. It's his order. It's a direct reference to a relationship with your father. He shall turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the children to the fathers so he can make ready a people prepared for the Lord. This thing is of God. Lots of times youth feel like they know more than their father. I, was, I remember one time I was sitting in a, in a class. There was a, a teacher. He was a black man. He was a colored man. And I was very intrigued by him. And he was teaching some youth. Lots of youth in this class. And, and they were challenging him pretty hard on some points. And he just kind of stopped and he said... He said, you know, it says in the book of Ecclesiastes, he says, it says there that there's nothing new under the sun. It says it over and over again, there's nothing new under the sun. He said, but I thought about that, and he said, I've thought of something that is new under the sun. He said, I want to tell you what it is. He asked him what it was. He said, there is something new under the sun. Do you know what it is? And they didn't know. And he looked at him, this black man, and he said, you are. You just got here. <laughs> and I've thought about that. You know, that's, that is a youth. Here they come on their plane. You know, I mean, they just landed. Just got off the plane. And they walk in and tell the officials how they ought to be running this airport. I mean, just think about it. There is something new under the sun. The angel Gabriel knew that. Your father has been down the road. 
This thing is established by God. I want to say something about that verse. The last verse in the Old Testament. It says that he shall turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the children to the fathers. I want to say something about turn. I want to tell you what it means to turn. Turn means you're heading a certain direction. You're facing a certain way that you're going. And, and it's not quite right. You won't get there that way. You need to turn and head for your father. And your father needs to head for you. There's some changes that need to be made. There's some attitudes that need some readjustment. That's what it means to turn. It doesn't say that he's going to come and just be glad that everything is connected there between youth and parents. There needs to be a turning. That means change. That means something needs to be readjusted. <clears throat> and according to that verse, I would conclude that the father's heart needs to turn first. That's the way it's written, isn't it? And that does make sense. I can make a lot of sense out of that. In fact, is you all probably all can too. How many of y'all think that if your dad would turn his heart a little more toward you with a little more understanding that it would make it easier for you to turn your heart toward him? Go ahead and raise your hand. I mean, it's okay to be honest. My children there and to be up, I'm sure. But I want to remind you, this commandment is on both sides. It's for you too. And there are things that you can do. There are adjustments in your attitude that you can do. There are levels of your communication with him that you can do that will make it a lot easier for him to turn his heart toward you. The commandment works both ways. May it be a blessing. <clears throat> you can't just sit back and say, well, dad's first, and so I was waiting on dad. There is something that you can do. And I want to encourage you to do that. fact is, I just want to tell you, You'll never rise above practical Christianity. I mean, you can come here to this Bible school. You can learn how to cast out demons. You can get born again. You can bring revival. You can, you can convert a hundred people. You, whatever your list is that might be great in the kingdom of God, and you can go home, and your parents might not be impressed. But if you go home and you build this relationship with your father, he's going to say, that was a good Bible school. You're not going to rise above practical kindness. And, and, and reality in the Christian life. So I want to encourage you to go home and build this relationship. And you can say, well, Brother Dale, if you knew my dad, <clears throat> I mean, if you knew my dad, you just, you just wouldn't make any sense out of what you're saying. There's just no way. I mean, there's people that have told me that. And so I, I've heard it, and I want to acknowledge to you a couple things this morning. One is, I want to acknowledge there are situations. There are situations I don't even always know what to do with those things because sometimes those situations are big and they are very very real <laughs> but I want you to know something this morning there's not as many situations as you think there are what about your end and your turning What I'm bringing to you this morning, I believe, is a Bible principle. I believe it's established by God to produce a godly seed and to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. 
And I want you to think about this. I believe this with all my heart. There is no situation that can cancel a Bible principle. I want to encourage you, put faith in the Bible principle. Don't put faith in your situation to set you free. I just wonder what God would do if we'd put faith in the Bible principle. It's beautiful. God is able. And I know there may be some here that don't even have a father. You need to have a father figure. Maybe your mother can fill that role. But there's a Bible principle here. Put faith in a Bible principle. And I want to close with one of my favorite stories about a relationship with a youth and their father. It was a young girl one time had a sweet relationship with her father. She sat at his feet. She learned, as the saying goes. <clears throat> and one evening, she was with the wrong crowd. It was beyond her control. It just worked out that way. And they were doing things that she was taught, you cannot do this. And so she asked some of her friends and relatives, I guess that she was with relatives, she said, just take me home. I cannot do this. I cannot do the things that you're doing. And they began to make fun of her. I mean, it's starting to make them feel bad. And they said, I mean, it's not that bad. I mean, come on, get with the program. Let's have a good evening. She said, I cannot. Please take me home. And they began to make fun of her. And they began to tease her. And they said, you know what? I think you're afraid of your daddy. You're afraid of your father. You're afraid your father's going to hurt you. She said, no, I'm not. No, I'm not afraid my father's going to hurt me. My father won't hurt me. She said, I'm afraid I'm going to hurt my father. It's beautiful. You know, fathers like that story. God likes that story. You know why? Because God is a father. And he wants that kind of children. And he knows when you're that way with your earthly father, that's how you will be with him. And I want to encourage you tonight, build that relationship with your father, with your fathers, both of them. God bless you.